0: Welcome! You're listening to Uncommon Sense, and I'm Doug Morgan. Today's podcast will be a continuation of what we started last podcast with answering the question, should Christians take the COVID vaccine? And we started to look at a website that is put out by a Curtis Chang, and his website is entitled... Should Christians Take the Vaccine? And it's eight short videos about why the Bible tells us that we should take the COVID vaccine. Now, if you haven't heard part one, uh, you might want to go back. I go into who this Curtis Chang is and what perspective that he's coming from. He uh, claims in the videos that he is a former pastor and that now he teaches at a seminary where he Teaches pastors, and so uh, I think that you're going to see that he comes from a, not just that kind of perspective, but that he also is a big proponent of social change, and so he comes a uh, uh, and especially through government, and so uh, that that we kind of need to know when we go into this this uh, discussion, uh, but uh, but like I say that it, that's part one. And we, we were covering the different videos that, uh, that are found in this. Uh, and, and again, I wanna be right up front. I'm not a medical guy, all right? Uh, the, the medical field is something that, when people start talking medical, uh, have you ever been around somebody uh, that that maybe you're at a party or whatever the case may be, and they start talking medical and and medi- medicines? It's like a foreign language. It really is. I mean, you you can listen to people talk about the different types of medicines or whatever, and they start and 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 you and you think that that it's definitely you you've, you've been teleported to a different country <laughs> because because it, it you just don't understand a word of it and and that, that's me okay so i'm not a medical guy i i i do think there are some you know interesting things particularly about how god created us and, and our bodies and that type of thing but but i'm just not a medical guy and so uh i'm not going to sit here and say that you know you should or you should not take the 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 coronavirus vaccine um but what uh what i am interested in here is uh this perspective that biblically we are mandated to take the vaccine uh, because we are Christians, and and uh, and I think that the, these these. This set of videos goes into a lot of different areas that is really fascinating. So I, I really wanted to, to cover some of this. And so uh, we, we did that with part one and, uh, and, and, and we're in, we went through the first couple of videos there uh, and we're into uh, video three, which is entitled, Is the COVID vaccine a form of government control? So um, just, just to kind of recap a little bit here, uh, he said that, that, that there are some, definitely some, some different perspectives from, from where you're at. So in other words, uh, those that believe, uh, you know, like from a church perspective, uh, that the government has... Has definitely tried to control us during this time. That uh, whether it be you know no in-person gatherings, no wearing masks, no we need to or we need to wear masks. We need to socially distance, not go to church at all, just just Zoom church. Um, You know that that uh, from our perspective, uh, our um, our experience was control. And I would say, yeah, we experienced it that way because it was government control. (laughs) You know, um, and 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 yet he even says here he says um, here uh, he he's, he he talks about distractions from government. Uh, the most, and he says, quote, the most problematic example of how local governments have distorted what is necessary is found in Nevada, where the state allowed casinos to remain open while denying the, that same right to churches. In this case, the state of Nevada clearly. Uh, deemed it more necessary for people to gamble together than to worship together. The case reached the Supreme Court where the church actually lost the case five to four. He said, I believe Christians are fully justified in appropriately challenging how secular governments sort um, uh, understandings of necessity. In the Bible and biblical worldview, churches are far more necessary to the well-being of human beings than, can, than casinos are. And again, I would fully agree with him there. All right, so then he gets on here and he says, and he, he talks about the overreach and, and distortion from the church. He says, there have been uh, case after case of churches going beyond appropriately challenging secular health authorities via prayer and persuasion and even going beyond legal action instead numerous numerous churches have defied public health regulations outright by meeting in large numbers not wearing masks and not maintaining social distance quote some church leaders have justified their defiance By appealing to acts 4 where peter and john continue preaching even though jewish authorities order them to stop even if one wants to stretch acts 4 to make it say that it is not necessary to obey public health uh, rules acts 4 is only one story and i took exception to that and again you can go back and you can you can hear um you know part one uh where i go down a litany Of scripture references and quote stories unquote in the Bible where um, individuals took exception to public regulations and government regulations and they defied those regulations Um, and and it's not just one story it's not just one thing in the Bible it is uh, is consistent throughout and that, that that is not something that's unbiblical we can and 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 again we've done we've done whole podcasts on this uh you know Christians versus the government uh, we did a three part series series on that you can go back and listen to that as well um we it is not an unbiblical thing to do and so, uh, you know, if it was, then, then our founding fathers uh, in defying England uh, sinned. And, and that's, of course, not, not the case. So uh, he goes on here. You know, he says, regarding whether it is necessary to obey governments, the passage that is most clearly stated, uh, the, the biblical principle, is Paul's words in Romans 13.1, right, where he declares with crystal clarity, he says, let every person be subject to governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. All right, I I get into detail as I said just a minute ago. I get into detail in in my three part podcast entitled Christians versus Government Authority. But let let's just say that that if you interpret Romans 13, 1 to mean that we should obey every government official then all wives should be treated as slaves to their husbands okay and that you, if you're going to be consistent and you're going to see what you know what the words mean and all that then that that is how you need to interpret that you know obviously like i said the revolutionary war was a sin and what about you know we shouldn't fight against abortion right if abortion's legal we shouldn't we shouldn't fight against that no, this is talking, uh, this, this Romans 13 here, and, and, and there's a, a couple others, obviously, that are, that are talking about the zealots of the time who would have nothing to do with government. They just said that God is our government. We're not going to have anything to do with an earthly government whatsoever, including paying of the taxes. And so, th- again, we, we, we go into this in way more depth And I I encourage you, if you haven't listened to those podcasts, to go back and listen to those. Um, Then, Chang gets uh, uh, into what Jesus says is necessary. Here is the most important truth about Jesus for Christians to consider. We uh, contemplate the vaccine. Jesus transforms the uh, definition of what is necessary. In Jesus, what is truly necessary is not what is necessary for me but rather what is necessary for others let me repeat in jesus what is necessary is what is necessary for others is what he says oh so so jesus was a marxist right i mean that's what he's saying here i mean holding individual rights greater than societies as a whole is a sin I mean this is ridiculous the foundation of our entire judicial system then is not biblical right because our our foundation of our entire entire judicial system is based on individual rights that when you supersede individual rights that everybody even as a whole loses and that that's when you start getting tyranny and that's when you start getting uh, into government control that that oversteps its God-given, its individual's God-given rights. I mean, these, uh, this this whole notion that's, that the, the society as a whole is greater than the individual is absolutely a terrible, terrible idea. Jesus would have taught against the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Um, I mean, that, if that was the case. Uh, the Declaration of Independence, um, you know, we hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These are individual rights. These are not Marxist, everybody's got to conform rights. All right. Uh, then he goes on into a trope about how we are to be a servant to others, you know, putting them before us. He uses uh, Philippians 2 4 to justify this, where it says, um, Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. All right. Not only is the key here. All right. It doesn't say that you can't look after your own rights, it doesn't say that we are to give up everything for others. All right, I don't see anybody selling everything they have and then giving it to, to the needy. all right this, this, this is not a biblical concept. Now I'm not saying and, and I want I want to be clear here, okay I am not saying that we should not have a servant's heart or not think about you know uh, uh, and, and love others. That's not what I'm saying here. but this scripture is not a basis for us giving up personal rights. Right. Uh, so he goes on so with the vaccine as Christians seeking the mind of Christ our primary question should be what is necessary for others here is the answer it is necessary for others in the world that we Christians take the vaccine it is necessary for Christians to take the vaccine to serve the world whoa Okay, that scripture and that and that that is a a scriptural leap big enough to impress Superman right there. <laughs> I mean, come on. So since we are not just thinking of ourselves, we need to take the vaccine, right? So in order to serve the world and help make a master race of people, let's call them, I don't know, uh, how about Aryan race? I should support killing everyone who doesn't have blonde hair and blue eyes, right? That's that's serving the world and that's being scriptural and 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 a, and a good Christian, right? You know, this means that if enough Christians reject the vaccine because it is their right to do so because they don't think that it is necessary for them, then this will allow the virus to still, you know, circulate and replicate in the world i mean that that's what he's saying here literally what he's saying so so if 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 you're a selfish christian don't take the vaccine then it's your fault that we can't achieve herd immunity and virus variants are born and people die right wow wow Anyway, and and, and you, you don't believe me that this is what he's saying he, here here is what he he ends his video with. If you are someone who believes the vaccine is not necessary for me, you have a special opportunity. your opportunity is to take the vaccine not as something necessary for yourself but as necessary for others for the world. Would you be willing to consider taking the vaccine as an act of servanthood? The virus has caused suffering for all of us. Ending the suffering will uh, similarly require all of us serving each other the way Jesus served us, laying down our rights, looking to the interests of others. Let's all do what is truly necessary. That's how he ends that video. All right. How can Christians spot fake news on the vaccine? That is the next video that he has here in this on this website and it says when it comes to information about COVID, a very helpful uh, principle is found in proverbs fourteen twenty-five: a truthful witness saves lives but one who breathes out lies betrays the people he says a witness is the biblical term for a public information source i want you to hear this he says a witness is a biblical term for a public information source what proverbs is saying is you'll know which witnesses or information sources are truthful by their track record all right (laughs) let me let me stop here witnesses are also used to denote a person who guaranteed or swore to the truth of something obviously ruth 4 for samuel 12 corinthians 1 even a lifeless subject could be a witness in the sense of being a guarantee or confirmation of something, such as a verbal agreement in Genesis 31 and Joshua 24. So to say that a biblical witness is a public information source is just just disingenuous. He says, When applied to news sources, this means that we have to pay attention to the track record. Did what? they say come true and have the impact of saving lives or did what they say fail to come true and end up costing people their lives oh there is so many examples of applying this to our major media list i cannot get into that right now because that would be a whole nother podcast series all right he says here covid presents a critical opportunity to apply Proverbs 14:25 and we should all be examining our news sources for their track record on COVID. Did your news source warn you about the seriousness of COVID and the need to take precautions or did your primary news source downplay it its seriousness and and the need for precautions? All right. <laughs> so, okay, let's let's take what he said at face value. So, we need to Need to see what our news source did. All right, January fourteen of twenty twenty, WHO World Health Organization says there is no evidence of human to human transmission. January thirty first, Nancy Pelosi proposes the quote no ban act unquote, restricting what Trump President Trump can do with restrictions. January thirty first, the same day, The Hill reports that Trump is being accused of being racist by Democrats for enacting travel bans from China a day earlier. February 24th, Nancy Pelosi tours Chinatown in San Francisco and invites all to come there. March 3rd, the WHO, World Health Organization, announces COVID-19 spreads less effectively than the flu. Transmission does not appear... Be driven by people who are not sick. March 12th, Joe Biden accuses Trump of xenophobia. Now, these right here are examples of who we should not be listening to, according to him, right? Because these are sources that got it wrong. The purpose of Proverbs is to give God's people practical tips on how to not make, keep making the same mistakes in life. This means that you should stop listening to those sources that downplay COVID. You are at risk of being betrayed again with the next major health threat, is what he says. Now, I agree. We should not listen to liberal media. We should not listen to the World Health Organization. We should not listen to Democratic leadership like Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi. I mean, I just I just showed you where they were completely wrong. So if that's the case, if that if that's the case, then we should not be listening to those people. Chang ends his video here with a warning about false prophets. I would agree that you can tell if someone is a true prophet or not by whether or not his prophecies come true. I mean, that's how you determine what a true prophet or a false prophet is, right? The Bible gives instructions, like Proverbs 14.25, he says, and Deuteronomy 18.22, precisely because God knew that fake news and false prophets were possible. The answer is not to distrust every institution and every leader. We do need to trust others to know things in the world. This is unavoidable. But we have to take care to trust the right institutions and the right leaders. We do this by paying attention to the track record of their predictions. COVID is a wake-up call for everyone. Let's pay attention. I agree. I agree with that. Is the COVID vaccine the mark of the beast? That's the very next video. And what he says here is, what is the mark of... uh, uh, and, 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 And let me get into this. What is the mark of the beast? Revelation... Uh, 13, 16 through 18. Also, it causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead, so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark, that is, the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six six six. So there'll be time when there'll be a time when when it will be required to get a mark on the back of your hand or your forehead, and you will not be able to buy or sell anything without it. Now this, this is again this is during a tribulation type time. In doing so, you are pledging your allegiance to the Antichrist. And in doing so, you cannot receive the salvation of Jesus Christ. That's just how it is. It will not be a surprising thing. It's not going to all of a sudden, you're not going to be, you know, all of a sudden getting something on the back of your hand or your forehead and going, Oh no, I didn't know that this was the mark of the beast. You'll know it. It's not going to be a surprise. But it'll be something that you'll know exactly what you're doing. And in this video, he tries to make a case for Christians to not take the Bible, and particularly the book of Revelation, as literal. He says we should interpret it as metaphorical. He gives three comparisons to try to convince us of this. And comparison one is reading an x-ray version reading versus the crystal ball version of the Bible. He says that because the Mark of the Beast has been wrongly uh, depicted by some men in the past, that it can't be true now. He says we should not read Revelation like it is looking into the future, crystal ball, but as if it were only written to, as he puts it, the intended audience, the seven first century churches in Western Asia, or the X-ray version here in other words revelation is a historical book to the first seven churches and that's it that we shouldn't see it as talking about things in the future that it's not talking about christ coming back this this was just talking about historical stuff to the first seven churches in asia comparison number two reading uh reading it like a compass versus reading it like a map here chang Gets in uh, really out there. I mean, I, I really think he's he's really getting out there and gets into numerology. Actually, uh, there is a common, uh, and, and this this is this is what he says here. There is a common code in first-century Hebrew literature that identified letters to numbers, and in that code, six 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 translate precisely into the word Nero, the specific Roman emperor of that day. I mean, I mean come on. Isn't he doing here what he didn't like about the false prophets naming exactly what the mark of the beast is and not being right? I mean, I mean, this is this is hypocrisy really almost at its finest. Um, he says he goes on he says here's my reading of the passage as a compass. I believe it is telling Christians in general through, throughout all ages to navigate their political world by avoiding any complete and total identification with, a, with any political leader or party, whether on the right or on the left. Don't bow down to any one leader, and as, as Christians, don't let yourself get politically branded, such as being a Christian automatically equals being a member of, the, of a political party, whether on the right or on the left. And, and, and I hear this a lot lately, especially from leftists and progressive Christians. Uh, it is a way to call themselves a Christian, but support a political uh, party that is anti-Christian. Uh, it, it's, it's, it, it's frustrating, to be honest with you. Uh, and and, and there's, there's really no biblical basis for reading and interpreting this passage this way. It's, it's just hopeful thinking for some. But, uh, but, you know, let's, let's finish this up, uh, on our next podcast. Uh, we, we have just a couple more to go here and I think you're going to be really interested in what he has to say. So, uh, thank you very much for listening today.